0: Hello and welcome to The Best is Net to Come. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Michael Rubenstein and Richard Chuba. Good to be here with you too. Today we're going to be talking about the trade deadline, which was today. It just ended a few hours ago. But quickly first, we'll mention the last two Nets games that happened since our last pod. So on Tuesday night when we were recording with Dean talking about some college ball, the Nets were playing the Blazers. And, you know, Harden had that... Weird fall where he got kind of checked in the head on Sunday when they were playing the Wizards. So he had a sore neck then. Then he played really hard against the Blazers. They got a win in Portland, 116-112. It was a great game. He, He wasn't shooting well, but Harden had 17 assists on the night, so played incredibly well. However, because he's probably still hurt from Sunday, he did not play last night against the Jazz, and that was... Uh, Awful game. The Jazz (laughs) destroyed the Nets. (laughs) Absolutely annihilated them because they didn't have any of their three starters. They didn't have Kyrie, KD, or Harden in the game. Joe Harris came in the game, shot three shots, missed them all, and then Nash said, you're sitting too. And so they basically ran with Claxton, Bruce Brown, TLC, uh, a lot of Reggie Perry, a lot of this uh, 10-day guy, um uh, alizé johnson who actually probably had the best game out of everyone on the team yesterday dude who never played a game as a net before came in and scored 23 points got 15 rebounds and he has a great floater just like other guys on the team that we love so good for him in his future nba career not sure if he'll be on the team but tlc he must have played like 30 35 minutes yesterday and he sucked in all 35 of them so Man, if they can keep Alizé and drop TLC, I'd be totally happy with that. Now, we said we'd be happy if they only won one game this week, and they already did it. So, Mike, does it really matter if they win against the Pistons? Do you think they should care about tomorrow's game, or maybe take that one off
1: too? I think it kind of matters. Like, even though, I guess we are going to be greedy because we did get the one win. Like, you still don't want to lose to the Pistons. Like, they're the worst team in the East, probably. So... If James Harden doesn't play, like I'm not going to be surprised if all of our scrubs can't beat the Pistons, because then it's essentially just our scrubs versus their scrubs. But if Harden does play, like we should expect a win, and we should be disappointed with a loss, because Harden led a win against a very good Blazers team. So I would be disappointed if they lost that game while he was playing.
2: Yeah, I'd be very disappointed if they lost while he was playing. But even if he doesn't, I, I mean, I think they got a legit shot. Like, yes, <laughs> Pistons suck. So, I mean, I, I know um, the Nets got blown out by the Jazz, but the Jazz have the best record in the league, so that was to be expected. But, I mean, the Nets do have, like, some talented players aside from their big three, so beating the Pistons is not out of the question.
0: Yeah, and I think it was either Richard Jefferson or, or maybe Ian Eagle said this last night. It was very funny listening to them because they, they were checked out of the game, like, after half. They just knew it was over, so they were just riffing the whole game. It was really fun to listen to them. And one of them said that, like, this is the real—I guess the Utah Jazz are a very commendable team because they knew that tonight, like last night was going to be an easy win right from the get. But they didn't disrespect the Nets by, like, starting with, like, some role guy who never played before. They didn't put their bench in until, like, six or seven minutes left of the game. Like, they really played as hard as they always play. Maybe it was a way to keep their own rhythm or it was maybe just out of respect for the Nets' talent. Like, yeah, okay, the Nets' talent wasn't actually on the court, but the Nets have won 30 games. And they respected them by playing as hard as they would against any other team. And so Donovan Mitchell had a great game. Joe Ingles played well. Like, all of their role guys, all the guys on the team played well. And they didn't, like, uh, you know, they didn't pull any punches, even though the Nets had, like, a bunch of no, no ones out there. So... In a way, it was respectable that the the Jazz destroyed them the way they did. I guess, you know, I don't yeah, know I if guess. that makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty incredible too, uh, just seeing the impact that James Harden has uh, on the team when he's on the floor and and when he's like not, like when he's sitting. Like they beat the the Blazers and Blazers are a good team, like they're they're a really good team, and they and they beat them. And I know the the Jazz have the best record in the league, but like. Without James Harden, they lost by 30. So this is just one guy, you know. It's not like Kyrie played against the Blazers or KD played against the Blazers. But Jim Harden alone is just like the GOAT.
0: Yeah. Joe Harris also did not play at all last night. So it was really four of their starters didn't play. um, And that's pretty rough. Now, one cool thing that happened last night, Nick Claxton hit a three. That was pretty weird.
1: That 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 was was really really cool. cool. (laughs)
0: was this his only points too mike was it three
1: so i think he hit a free throw but like honestly we could be excited about that but like at the same time we've been praising this man for a week and might maybe he got exposed like he's great when Harden is there to run a pick and roll with him but how talented is he really if he only scored four points with like real minutes that's that i don't like that (laughs) that's
2: a that's a great point because i was actually listening to the Bill Simmons podcast myself. I know we're like plugging another podcast here, but we're Nets uh, specific. So, you know, we have our own thing, but I don't know if Josh, if you heard that episode, um, I think it was on today, but, um, like Ryan Rosilla was like, yeah, like if you go to the Nets, like you're automatically like amazing and great. He was like, he specifically talked about Nick Claxton. He's like, yo, look at Nick Claxton. Like, Nick Claxton, when he was, like, in college, he was, like, a center who, like, played, like, the perimeter like a guard, and you didn't know what the hell he was. Now all of a sudden he goes to the Nets, and they're just like, yeah, just, like, stay within three feet of the rim, throw down a bunch of dunks, grab boards, catch lobs, and you're going to be, like, amazing. You're just going to score 20 and 10 every night. So he was just like, I'm not really entirely sure if Nick Claxton is even, like, that good of a player, but if you play with James Harden and you're on the Nets, you sure as hell are going to look good.
0: Yeah, no, it's very clear after last night's game that James Harden is an elevator. He brings everyone up to his level. And I can't say the same about even a guy like KD. I mean, KD is great, but I don't know if KD makes everyone as good as as him on a court. If he plays with four scrubs, I don't think he does the same thing that Harden can do
1: in yeah, terms no of making
0: chance. everyone better. So, yeah, Harden, that man is special. And we're very lucky to have him. <laughs> but... What's more interesting is not the Nets today. We're talking about the trade deadline that ended today, and there was a lot of drama in those last three hours, a lot of moves, a lot of surprises, a lot of surprises for sure. I was especially surprised about some of the things I saw today, Uh, but I'll start with one of the most classic uh, oversimplified questions you can ask. Mike, why don't you tell me, who won the trade deadline?
1: The winner of the trade deadline for me is Zach Levine on the Bulls. Mm. Um, not the Bulls team, necessarily, because they're still going to probably lose in the first round if they make the playoffs. But Zach Levine, for the first time in his career, has a player who's like as important or if not better than he is in Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic is a stud. Like yeah. We saw it when they played against the Magic. But like as fantasy basketball players, we see what he produces. He's just been in this hell hole of the Orlando Magic for three or four years too long. So Zach Levine, not only does he get a great player, but he gets a good big man. And I think that's really good for a player like Levine because he's going to put up a lot of shots some nights. And Vucevic will be there to get his misses sometimes. And then it also just takes a lot of pressure off of Levine because Vucevic can also hit a three. And like he can do everything. He's a great big man. He just doesn't get talked about. So I think Zach Levine's rest of season and next season just got a huge boost from that
0: yeah the bulls were uh, kind of on the periphery and possibly we're going to start talking about tankings i guess in the next week or two so they can get a lottery pick a good lottery pick but it looks like now they're they're really aiming to get one of the the seeds in this playoffs now that they have a guy like levine playing alongside vucevic if they don't make the playoffs i'll be shocked rick who won the trade deadline for you
2: uh, I for me, I think it's pretty easy. So I mean, maybe it's a little obvious, but I think it's the McNuggies. I I think uh, I think getting Aaron Gordon was a was a big deal. Um, you know, we talked about how like they're a good team, especially going to the Western Conference Finals last year. But um, you should always try to improve your team any way that you can, and they did so. I think not only did they get a good player in Aaron Gordon. I know we were kind of like tempering expectations for him because he's not a superstar. But I think for what they gave up for him, I think they stole him. I think they really just like gave up practically nothing for him. In the trade, they gave up Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first rounder. And like Gary Harris is getting like $20 million a year. So his contract is atrocious. So not like they gave away things that they never really even wanted in the first place, and got Aaron Gordon in return. So the Nuggets are even better than last year. The uh, the McNuggies improved the recipe, and they taste a little finer this year.
0: I'm really curious to see how they all work together on the court at the same time. Murray, Jokic, and, and Gordon. The good thing for Gordon, like I said on Tuesday when we talked about him, is I don't really think he rebounds as much as he should. I think he plays more perimeter than he should. But he can do that on the Nuggets because they have a guy like Jokic who gets at least 10 to 15 boards a game. And they have Jamal Murray, who a, like a, can be a lethal shooter when he wants to be. I mean, he's not always, but he can be. Sometimes he lights it up. You know, He did have that game earlier in the year where he scored 50 points and mm-hmm. he made like 23 of his like 25 shots. So that happens. You know, Jamal Murray will go off. And so if you have a guy who can, who can be lethal from the perimeter and a guy who can be lethal inside, Gordon can just fill in somewhere in the middle. And he has all that room to play with. And so if he wants to take his mid-range twos as much as he wants, go for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good move for the Nuggets too. I, I agree.
2: Yeah, I uh, I think, you know, he's going from a situation where he he has never been a superstar in his career, but he kind of on the Magic had to play like this number one or number two role. And that's really just not the kind of guy he is. Now he's at best the third best player on the team maybe even the fourth if you think. Michael Porter Jr. is better than him. And I think he's kinda just gonna he's actually gonna look really good. I think he's this he's in a perfect situation uh for himself and, and for the Nuggets and with with Jokic playing MVP level basketball right now, the Nuggets are, are pretty scary. They were scary before, but like now they're definitely a team to look out for.
1: And they're all yeah. young. All four of yeah. those guys you just mentioned are like twenty five or younger, I think.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Gordon's 25. Gordon, Gordon feels like he's like 28 or 29,
1: yeah.
2: but he's only like 25 years old. And, and I, I think the Nuggets were one of the teams that I talked about like a couple weeks ago as a team that I thought should really make a deal just because I thought they were good the way they were. But good doesn't win championships. Great does. I don't know if they're a great team really, but they're definitely closer to great than they were prior to the, de- the, the deadline day
0: today. So – On the flip side of that conversation, Rick, I'm going to come back to you. Who lost the trade deadline?
2: Okay, the loser of the trade deadline for me is the Houston Rockets. That freaking franchise, that team, is just a dumpster fire. My God, what are (laughs) they doing over there? What is going on? Bro, it's, it's, it's happened so fast. It's happened in like less than a year. This 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 just fall. (laughs) Six months ago,
0: the Rockets had James Harden and they had Russell Westbrook on their roster. Plus, they had like so much leverage, and now they have nothing.
2: Well, not only that, they had their GM. I don't know how long ago they they fired him, but their GM was Daryl Morey, who I mean I personally think is one of the better GMs in the league. And and not only that, they say what you want about Mike D'Antoni. I know his teams don't play defense, but at least his teams win games and they're successful. So there's something to be said for that. Now they was this somebody Silas or whatever is their coach, and like even Silas, even Silas, Silas. Silas is he even good. Like the, the, I feel I know, so bad for that guy. He may, he might even be a good coach, but like look at who's on his team. Um, it didn't help that Christian Wood got injured, so he hasn't even been playing. He's probably the best player on the team right now. So, but but the, they lost at the deadline because when you look at the James Harden trade, because of what has happened today, the Rockets traded James Harden for Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, like Royans Carooks, like one other player, and a bunch of picks. Picks are cool, right? But they're all, they're just, they're hope. We have no idea what they're going to be. Some of them are swaps. Some of them are whatever. Who cares? So, yes, we know about the picks. But Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley <laughs> for James Harden. I mean, they look really dumb right now. And especially when the Rockets had the option to just keep Karis Levert. And I think right now the Rockets would be like, you know what? I would much rather have Karis Levert than, like, Kelly Olynyk. And Avery Bradley, I know I would. So that's that's really like a huge miss, and things are looking really freaking bad for the Rockets right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I I was very surprised to see how little they got for Oladipo. I I knew that Oladipo was going to go to the Heat. I just thought that they would at least get Tyler Hero uh, or something, or maybe Kendrick. I I thought it was going to be Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. Like, the same, like, not Olinick and Avery Bradley. I forgot Avery Bradley was even on the Heat. Jesus Christ, what the hell they yeah. call him out of?
2: Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero would have been a good deal. I think that would have been like, we were like, oh, yeah, good, good for you, like, Rockets. Yeah. Like, yeah, you made the, a good trade. Like, Kendrick Nunn is a pretty good player. He's a little streaky, but he's good. Tyler Hero, I know a lot of uh, people around the league are, are really fond of him. So that would have been good. But, no, they got Kelly O'Linick who's the greatest thing he's ever done was rip out Kevin Love's arm
1: out of his socket. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) All right, Mike, who, who lost the trade
1: deadline? Um, not very creative here, but Boston, because Mm. they just lost out on everybody. Like no one wants to, no one wants to deal with Danny Ainge anymore. Danny Ainge fleeced so many guys, uh, mainly our (laughs) nets that, uh, I think GMs are just like, no, like fuck the Celtics. Like we're not, we're not talking to them anymore. And um, it's tough for them. Like, they got Evan Fournier for Jeff Teague. So, essentially, like, one mediocre point guard for another. I'm not crazy about Fournier, but he probably is better than Jeff Teague at this point. Um, But they needed to make a move, and they didn't. So, Boston's looking at a possible first or second round playoff exit right now, unless uh, they go Super Saiyan.
2: Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Boston was, like, my second-place, like, loser. And I think I said this, like, a couple of days ago. I was like, they're not going to, like, do anything. Like, they're not going to, like, make any – I'm surprised they even traded for Evan Fournier. And he's, he's, like, not a bad player, but, like, honestly, who, like, gives you shit? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, like, yeah, Danny Ainge, fuck you, buddy.
0: <laughs> and uh, I have a consolation prize of my – Kind of lost, but kind of won. Somewhere in the middle is the Philadelphia 76ers, because the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers had pretty high hopes that they were going to get Kyle Lowry in this in this uh, trade and uh, deadline. He never ended up getting moved. Uh, apparently, the Raptors wanted more than the teams were willing to give, and so at the end of it, it just came to the point where Raptors said, "No, we'll keep him to the end of the season." And also the fact that Lowry was really a rental. He wasn't going to be on the same team that he got picked up by. Now, then at the end of the season, he would probably go somewhere else. So he ended up not going anywhere.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Mike, are you surprised by that? Or does that make more sense now in hindsight?
1: I am not surprised by that. Um, I know Kyle Lowry was pretty instrumental in them winning that championship a couple years ago. But, like, I think he's kind of overrated. Like, I, I don't love Kyle Lowry. He's a great, like, pest defender. He'll hit some threes in big moments, but he also like is kind of streaky sometimes and he's getting older. So why would teams give up like a future for a possible one year of Kyle Lowry? And the Sixers in particular, I think, are are saved for not giving up too much for him. They end up getting George Hill, who's a pretty solid role player point guard. The Sixers are good enough to win the championship, honestly, right now. They're playing great basketball. When Embiid comes back the way Tobias Harris is playing The way Simmons defends, like, I think they're kind of in the same position as the Nets were. They didn't have to make a move to, like, give themselves a chance to win the championship. So I'm glad for the Sixers' sake. I'm not a Sixers fan, so, like, I don't want this to happen. But they didn't blow anything up, and I don't think they had to.
0: Interesting, though, that they got rid of Tony Bradley right now because that puts a lot of pressure on Dwight Howard to fill the shoes of Joel Embiid, and I don't think Dwight is really offensively effective at all. He's very good at getting rebounds. He gets, like, 15 rebounds a game, but dude puts up, like, four points on, like, six shots. He's really not that good offensively. He kind of just, like, he, he tries to be as least involved as you can possibly be involved in the offense as possible, and at least Tony Bradley was, like, more of a threat offensively, so... I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen while Embiid's not playing for the Sixers right now. Not that it matters. They're still winning games. Uh, Rick, any thoughts on the Sixers missing out on Lowry?
2: I'm kind of with Mike. I I didn't really think it was, like, that big of a deal. I mean, George Hill's, like, a decent player. So, um, I mean, I think Kyle Lowry would have been an upgrade um, if they really wanted to go for it now. But for just, like, a rental for, like, the remainder of the season, I just don't uh, see that being like the right move just because they probably would have had to have overpaid. I wasn't expecting Kyle Lowry to move. Uh, I was kind of surprised personally at like the talk of like what teams were interested in him and, uh, who was like maybe the front runner. Cause I had heard, not that I'm some NBA insider, but just, I had heard previous to that that are like, yeah, probably not going to move Kyle Lowry. He's just going to like stay a Raptor for like the rest of his career. And I saw, um, on Instagram or Facebook or something, we we saw like him throw up like the peace sign after his.
0: Yeah, he must have really his... thought he was going. I, I he, think that the talks yeah. came down to it. They really did come down to. I know from what I read that the Sixers were asked to give up Matisse Thybul and Tyrese Maxey and a couple picks. And those guys are. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love Matisse Thybul. He's incredible on defense. He's like really really good, and to have him yeah. as your backup defender plus Tyrese Maxey shows a lot of potential. I can totally see why the Sixers didn't want to get rid of those guys.
2: Yeah, if, if that was the 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 deal that the Raptors wanted, uh I I would have been like hung up the phone. I'm sorry dude, like you're you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, nah, I don't know. I I I I'm not the biggest Kyle Lowry fan either. He's on my fantasy team, so I hope he didn't hear me cuz I'd like him to finish strong. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see Kyle Lowry really going anywhere.
0: Ah, well. A couple other big moves were made. Uh speaking of Toronto, I guess we'll just hop right through there. We uh on Tuesday, we you know, got our hopes up thinking maybe Norman Powell will be a net. Who knows? He's a good guy. He could play well. Nope. Norman Powell is a Blazer now. The Blazers swapped Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. I'm very low on Gary Trent Jr., and I think Rodney Hood is, uh, you know, he's always like a day away from, like, breaking something. So... (laughs) He really is. He really is. He's like glass. He's he's got paper skin and glass bones. Mike, is this a good move for the Blazers? Do you think this will help them a lot?
1: It's a great move. We hyped up Norman Powell a lot the other night, saying how the Nets wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't lose their championship hopes for not getting him, but he boosts any team he goes to. And the Blazers are a team... We say it every time we watch them play. They can't defend, and he's a defender. He's he's just he's athletic. He's tough. So yeah, I I love Norman Powell to the Blazers for them. I think he makes them a lot better. Mm. Gary Trent to me is like expendable. He's a guy who's gonna take eight shots and make three. Anyone can do that. So yeah, not a big it's deal true. losing him.
2: I like Norman Powell. I think he's a good player. But being traded to the Blazers for me is kind of just like whatever. <laughs> I just I, I don't really consider the Blazers to be like a real legitimate contender. Uh, so the fact that Norman Powell is there, I just I'm pretty indifferent about it. I, I don't really think that puts them into the title conversation, although I do think it makes them a better team. Uh, I guess I'm a little disappointed that paladin get traded to the nets just because i i do think he's a good player and honestly i just like it when my teams make trades i just think that's just a fun aspect of the league um but i'm really not too disappointed though because i think dinwiddie is just a better player i don't know what if he was what they would have to have given up to get him but i'm not disappointed that they didn't move dinwiddie just because he doesn't have any less value now than he did before uh Honestly, he might even have more value this summer. Um, I think I said this on our previous recording, but um, they're not going to let him get away for nothing. So because they have his bird rights, um, they're either going to be the front runners to resign him or he's going to sign with them and then be traded for something in return because whoever acquires – Spencer Dinwiddie next year is going to want him for that extra year. So if they have to give up a player to get him, a lot of times teams will be willing to do that. Um, So I know there was also talk that Dinwiddie could potentially come back for the playoffs or something later on this year. I don't think that's happening. I think that's unlikely. Um, But the fact that that's even in the conversation uh, to me shows that he's doing very well in his recovery and will be fine for next year. So if, we run it back with most of the team that we have this year and include Spencer Dinwiddie, and he's a net, or we get something really sweet in return for him. Um, I think that'd be great. I, I'm, I'm not upset that he hasn't been moved.
0: Okay. All right, a couple other moves here. Oladipo got moved. He is on the Heat now. Like we have mentioned earlier, the Heat swindled the Rockets, giving them Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk. Some draft swap. And now the Heat are running with Butler, Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, and I don't know who their other starter would be. I guess Kendrick Nunn, maybe. Mm. That Heat team sounds pretty good. Rick, it, do you think that Oladipo makes sense there? I,
2: I think he makes sense Um, just because I think he's – I think – He's a pretty good player, and I want to bring this up. This just popped into my head right now, and I think you guys will really like this, especially Mike. But Mike, just because of how many teams Victor Oladipo has been on and how many times he's actually bounced around in his career already to this point and the reaction that fans of that team get when he joins their team, is he kind of like... The new age Jeff Green is he kind of like the maybe even like the rich man's Jeff Green because every freaking time a team gets Victor Oladipo they're like, well, hot damn, we just got Victor Oladipo, <laughs> and then it ends up really not being like as great as they thought it would be. So like, <laughs> I I kind of think he's like Uncle Vic.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. I think he's just he's inefficient and inefficient doesn't win when it matters and like. We could think back to how great he was before his ACL injury in that Pacers series when they almost beat the LeBron and no one else Cavs. Like, they really probably should have beat the Cavs that series. But maybe Oladipo came up a couple plays short in each game. And, like, that's who he is, I think, unfortunately. I think he's a good fit because he's athletic. He can defend. He's fast. And the way that Miami team plays, they play so hard. Like, it's going to rub off on him and he's going to step up. But yeah, I think the Jeff Green comparison is spot on right now. Because I know if he went to the Nets, we'd all be like, cool, Oladipo's a good player. And
2: then
1: then he wouldn't be what we want. So I'm hoping Jeff Green is getting away from that. I think he's found a home right now. (laughs) Maybe Oladipo has found his home in Miami. But uh, it's a good move for Miami, but I don't think it puts them in the championship.
0: I think, if anything, in Miami, it exacerbates their, the the problem they might be having, which is that although they're very good on defense, they, they don't really have a good offense. Like They score very low. They only average about 105 points a game. And Oladipo is pretty – he shoots a lot, but his shooting percentage is pretty low. Yeah, he only makes probably like 37 to 38% of his shots. And that's not good. If you're shooting 25 times a game, making only 37% of them, that's bad. Uh, Are the Heat going to even let him shoot 25 times a game? Probably not because he was doing that on the Rockets because there was nothing else to do. No. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it maybe makes their – maybe it gives them a little bit of a spark off the bench. I'd see like if they wanted to move Oladipo to like this the B team guy, the six man, that would be awesome. But I don't think Oladipo's ego will let him do that. If he played off the bench, Oladipo would be much better of a player But because he's going to be a starter, taking shots away from Butler and Bam, I don't know. I don't know if this actually helps them. I guess what was most interesting, other than the trades, was some of the non-trades, really. Like, the fact that Andre Drummond was not traded and is going to be bought out. Still kind of curious what's going to happen with him. Mike, if you had, to, you know, we've heard some rumors, obviously, about the Nets. But we also heard about the Lakers. If you had to kind of read the future and see what's going to happen, what's happening to Andre Drummond?
1: I think he'll be with the Lakers, unfortunately. Not good for (laughs) the Nets, but I think he's going to the Lakers if I had to pick. I heard, um, again, we're not the insiders. We're just repeating what we hear the insiders say. Um, I heard that he wasn't thrilled at the fact he might not be starting on the Nets. I think the Lakers give him that opportunity. Even when Davis is healthy, it could be Davis and Drummond with LeBron at the three, like, that's going to be a really hard lineup to stop. Kind of like it was when it was um, LeBron, Davis, Dwight Howard in last year's playoffs. Like, that's just so much size. And the Lakers don't have to put a point guard on the floor with that because LeBron is the point guard. So then they could have other big guys out there also. So I think that makes the most sense for him for what he wants and gives himself a chance to win at the same time. So not good news for the Nets, but I think that's the most realistic option.
0: Why would he not start on the Nets?
1: Because they'd be going with, uh, like DeAndre their,
0: Jordan.
1: yeah, because yeah, DeAndre Jordan is <laughs> fucking buddies with Kyrie and Katie. They're not going to bench DeAndre Jordan. They're just not going to do it. And it sucks. It sucks. It sucks.
2: <laughs> man, DeAndre Jordan just knows the right fricking people, man. I wish I just like knew like the right people for whatever profession like I wanted to be in like. DeAndre Jordan, man, like, is just riding the coattails of, like, everyone around him. Um, DeAndre Jordan, uh, not DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond, like, he, I don't know, I feel like he would probably start maybe as, like, the four for the Nets. It might be, like, the big three, Drummond and, and DJ. But um, I think the Nets are so talented right now that DeAndre, uh, I keep mixing them up, Andre Drummond of the Nets... Is just kind of a long shot right now. And I know I've heard that the Lakers are one of the favorites. I've actually heard that another potential destination for Drummond would be the Knicks. Because you got to think too, Drummond isn't really in the same position as like Blake Griffin. Because Blake Griffin is just ring chasing right now. Like he played, he's playing for the vet minimum. Um, He isn't really, you know isn't really playing for the money and like his next contract isn't really going to be that big. He's really just playing for the ring right now. Um, Andre Drummond has a lot of good basketball ahead of him. So he, different players have different priorities. So he might not really prioritize getting a ring. Like if he went to the nets, let's say he really wouldn't be showcasing himself all that much. If he's like at best, the fourth player, fourth best player on the team, fifth best player on the team. Because he's playing for a contract next year. Like, he wants to get as much money as possible in his next deal. So, like, hypothetically, if he goes to, like, the Knicks, like, him and Julius Randle are both, like, the guy. Like, he's going to put up 23 and 15 every night if he's on the Knicks. If he goes to, like, the Nets, maybe, what's he, uh, uh, 14 and 12, maybe, you know, something like that. And, like, that's that's cool, but, like, 14 and 12 isn't getting you $20, $25 million a year. Um, now, he could go to the Lakers and still start and maybe have a really good shot at winning a ring, but I just don't know what kind of contract that's going to play into because I think if you go to the Lakers even, like, you are just kind of a role player there. And I just – there might be guys, like, after after playing with the Lakers – you know, they'll say, well, you know, like Andre Drummond, like he's good. He could score and rebound, but like he's a huge liability at the end of games. Can't hit his free throws. Um, you know, he's a liability on the perimeter, too, but he's good in the post, at least on defense, things like that. So, like, maybe Andre, uh, Andre Drummond's a th- number three man on a championship type team rather than like a one or a two. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I think the Nets are out of the question. And I'll just be ecstatic if he goes, like, anywhere
0: but the Lakers. He's probably going to go to the Lakers, which sucks. Shit. But It's okay. <laughs> Shit. Look, look, but the Lakers are kind of drowning right now. Like, they're going to lose a lot of games without LeBron and AD. So they might have other things to worry about. Than yeah, but LeBron's how not good... dead. No, he's not dead. <laughs> he's coming like, back, maybe. By the time he comes back, he, he's going to be looking at a lot different situation than he was in before when he left, you know? His team was, like, what, third seed when he left? And now, probably when he gets back, they're going to be like the 6th or 7th. So he's going to have a much different situation.
2: Real quick, though. Let's just say, like, hypothetically, bizarre world, the Lakers lose, like, every freaking game the rest of the year, and they're in the play-in tournament. Yeah. Don't you think they'd win the play-in tournament and probably, like, wax the number one seed or something? Like,
0: <laughs> That'd be I, crazy. If yeah, the Lakers guess, had to I'm play not- the Jazz in the first round, what a fucking wild playoffs that would be.
2: Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not worried about the the Lakers at all.
0: All right, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, another couple quick other things, you know, Delon Wright, um, Rick's favorite player. He's a king now. He was moved for Corey Joseph and two second round picks. We've also got um, J J Redick, who. Has family that lives in Brooklyn, so some people did think that maybe the Nets will just uh, do another veteran minimum and get JJ Redick, a spot-up shooter, um, it's historically a very good shooter, but he's an old man now. No, he's a uh, he's a Dallas Maverick now. He's been moved to the Mavericks. And Mike, I'm teeing you up. Uh, give us your Lou Williams is garbage and Rajon Rondo is incredible uh, take because they've been swapped. Lou is going to Atlanta. Rajon Rondo is going to the Clippers.
1: Yeah, I think this was uh, sneakily maybe the most impactful for this season trade out of all of them. And I know when when we first talked about it in our uh, text group earlier, you felt differently. But like Rajon Rondo in the playoffs is like an actual like thing. It's not a myth. Like he is a different player than he is in the regular season. And it's been that way for a few seasons now. It's not just a one time like last year with the Lakers thing. It's been proven in other series with the Pelicans. I think one time even with like the Mavericks, um, if I'm remembering correctly, I might be wrong about that, but the Pelicans one stands out to me, and then the Lakers championship. And Lou Williams is on my list of certified losers. (laughs) And I I, I keep saying I have to make a list. There's got to be at least five. And Blake Griffin was one of those guys (laughs) until now, hopefully. Um, Lou Williams, I think, is offensively very gifted is inefficient like Oladipo is not a playmaker and if he doesn't have a hot shooting night, he could lose you a game like Jamal Crawford used to. Jamal Crawford, when he was on those Knicks teams everyone gets obsessed with the highlights of his crossover, the fadeaways and he'll get 25 points but he took 25 shots and then they lose the game J.R. Smith was the same way Um, I don't like guys that could win you some games but lose you some games I want more consistency than that And Rondo, with his playmaking, is what the Clippers need. Because Kawhi, even though his passing has improved in the last few seasons, Paul George is capable of passing. Like, they didn't have a point guard, really. Because Lou Williams is not a traditional point guard. Pat Beverly is not a traditional point guard. Uh, Reggie Jackson kind of (laughs) sucks. I think Rick agrees with me on that. Uh, So I think this was a huge move for the Clippers. If Rondo stays healthy, because he's been a little hurt so far this season, he could make a big difference in a series potentially against the lakers like honestly i think he might be the difference in a series like that
2: yeah we like to talk about uh like winners and losers of like the trade deadline just to talk about winners and losers of this specific trade winners clippers winners uh rajon rondo uh winner Lou Williams, winner, strip clubs in Atlanta. I think Lou Williams is going to be just hitting up Magic every, City. Magic City and every strip club in Atlanta. I think this is a win-win for everyone. I don't think Lou Will gives one crap about basketball right now anymore. I think he is so pumped to be at the Atlanta strip clubs, and he has every right to be. <laughs> I, li- I live in the Atlanta area. I'm very happy for Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs>
0: Yes, if if you guys remember from the bubble, he almost jeopardized the whole thing by sneaking out to go. Um, I believe it was to actually go to a memorial of some kind, but I know he did make a stop at Magic City along the way. All right. So there were a bunch of other whatever trades. LaMarcus Aldridge has been bought out, and sources are saying that the Heat are looking to sign him. I don't really know what he does for any team, especially the Heat, because he's washed. He's like a car. He's super washed. Uh, yeah,
2: he's but, he's like he's done. He's done. Yeah. That guy he's is so done. Done. Like I know we had joked about like Dunzel Blake Washington. Griffin, Dunzel Washington. Yeah, no, like Blake Griffin was like, oh, he hasn't dunked since 2019, but we're like, ah, oh, he's probably gonna dunk with like the Nets. Like, no, like Lamarcus Aldridge is. You're right. You said it correctly. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now, my friend. Lamarcus Aldridge <laughs> is Dunzel Washington. <laughs>
0: I did never heard your Denzel impression. That's pretty good.
2: Well, it's a little better, but I can't say certain things.
0: No, no. no. I'm (laughs) glad you did not. I guess like looking at the board, I was the I was so shocked by this Nikola Vucevic trade. I didn't think he was even like on the. I didn't even think he was on the table. I thought he was a Magic like player for life. He doesn't really seem like the kind of guy who's like urgently like knocking down the front office door like get some good players here or like trade me. You know, like he's not yeah. one of those kind of guys. He seemed like he was just happy being himself in a pretty shitty franchise. But then he gets moved to Chicago. Now he gets to play with Levine. That's exciting and very like I'm kind of overwhelmed by it. Mike, I know we talked about it in the beginning of the pod, and you you know, you mentioned that this is great for the Bulls, but like does this does this like kind of shake up the East?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: does so. Does it does it uh, Are we I sure? think it does. Wasn't so it like, at least in, in, the in, the bottom
2: like, in half, a meaningful it? way? Like in the, what, what 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 seed are the Bulls right now? What are they? Six? I don't know. I really uh, have no idea. You know
1: you know what it does? It gives a top seed at least something to think about. Like if if I think the Bucks or the Sixers are now going to be the one too, based on how the Bucks have been surging. I don't know if the Nets are going to be able to maintain the pace with them if if Kyrie misses games and Durant misses games. So if a team like the Bucks like. Like, again, like, if something crazy happens and they just run into a bad matchup, like, maybe they'll lose a game, but, like, it'll give them a tougher series than it it should have. From a typical East 8 seed or 7 seed that we've seen in the past couple years, uh, like the Nets bubble team, like, you're not going to get an easy first-round win anymore in the East. I really don't think, like, maybe it'll look like it 4-0 or 4-1, but they're going to be battles. Like, you're not just going to walk over a... Blake Griffin Pistons 8th seed, like, oh. a couple years ago.
2: Hey, what should you say about Blake Griffin,
0: okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess also because teams will be coming off of that energy from winning their playoff, play-in tournament game. That they'll be like, hey, we're here, we just got off this win, we're pumped, we're ready to go, we're an 8th seed, we're a 7th seed, but we're here to take down some big names. Like, I don't know. A lot of uh, momentum is involved in those kind of games, and I wonder if they can steal a, a series. Remember a couple of years ago when before the Clippers really started making moves, they had a pretty good team. Lou Will was actually playing decently and um you know, they 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 pushed the the Warriors to 6 games in the first round with mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. I could see that happening in the East this year. I could see a team in the East easily pushing either the Nets, the Sixers or the Bucks to 6 games, possibly even 7. Yeah, just four. off of like <laughs> just <laughs> off of like like just like raw momentum, I don't know. I'm curious to see what will happen. It's such a weird year, so we'll see. Oh well, we lost Javale McGee. Yeah. Nets, yeah, yeah. The Nets kind of wanted Javale McGee. I guess Nicholas Claxton is playing as well as Javale McGee, uh probably better than he would have played. So if DeAndre Jordan is 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 unmovable, at least we have Claxton, right? Right. Yeah. I yes.
1: Like I said, I think fully healthy, Harden, Kyrie, and we got to assume they know what they're doing with KD. He's got to be coming back, hopefully, and, and we're not being lied to this whole time. Like, he has another Achilles injury. Um, that three with, with the way Klaxon and Joe Harris and Jeff Green and Tyler Johnson and Bruce Brown, like, this team is pretty deep now. And uh, I'm glad we didn't do anything too crazy.
2: And And still, there is the potential of buyouts. Yeah. Uh after all these trades have have happened, um When's it's the not buyout like as that I don't I really don't know, but the Nets I, I think are no. going to be in the mix for that uh like the for everyone I would think, you know, I mean, the 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 Nets probably already have signed the number one like buyout candidate already this year in Blake Griffin. They've made the biggest trade of the year already for James Harden, so Just because this stuff hasn't exactly happened at the deadline isn't like the Nets haven't done anything. They just were, I guess, a little more proactive and have done it earlier than everyone else. But um, I still don't think they're done. Um, I know Otto Porter got traded to the Magic, but I still heard that even though he was traded, that he could potentially be bought out still and that he was just kind of included in the deal to make the money work. And I think he would be a really good fit for the Nets. Um, But I I don't think they're done. And uh, even if they are done like making trades or buyouts, Sean Marks is still a, a freaking genie, man, or a guru, or or a, an oracle, whatever you want to call him. Like this, like the Alize, what Alize Johnson was that his name? Yeah. What, what was he 23 and 10 or something?
0: 23 and 15. Yes.
2: Bro, he was he was just shooting shooting up shots at the park a couple days ago. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> he just started a double double. I mean, I know like nobody else really played for the Nets, but. Um, the, uh, the, the eye of Sauron is always watching (laughs) for, uh, (laughs) for Sean Marks.
0: I'm happy with what the Nets have done. I just cannot wait to see like the big three up on playing again on the court. When is this going to happen? We don't know. With Kyrie up and down with Harden potentially hurt right now. And with obviously KD hurt, it feels so far away, but at some point in time, we're going to be able to watch those three guys play on the court again. And it's going to feel like. Uh, ecstasy, I guess.
2: Do you think that there's a possibility that it could happen this Monday, Nets hosting <laughs> no. the Timberwolves at no. the yes. Barclays
0: Center. It's a state it's a statement win. They need this win yes. against the Timberwolves. I,
2: think I actually think it's 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 do or die. It's a must win. I think I think that they need to have everyone play. Um, it's not because all three of us will be in attendance <laughs> and <laughs> including number one listener and best is net to come aficionado. Zach Nassiola will also be in attendance with us. But I really think I truly believe that if the Nets were to lose that game, uh, the season's over. They have no shot at anything. Done.
1: <laughs> Hang we'll up. be lucky if Kyrie plays on Monday, honestly. No, oh, he, he is not playing. Uh, <laughs> he is really
0: not
2: he playing, does. man. He is on a mental vacation.
0: Well, I don't know what he's doing. Personal leave. But- Hopefully he comes back. It is a home game, of course, so, you know, he's been, he's been home this whole time. He can always just walk over. And obviously James Harden, he's a tank. They've been sitting him, but I think he'll be playing on Monday. He might even play tomorrow. Hopefully he does. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to The Best is Net to Come. I hope that you enjoy the weekend, you know, and I hope that you also uh, enjoy the ne- the game tomorrow against the Pistons. Hopefully they win that one. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on... Wednesday morning next week, talking about a couple Nets games and uh, other movements in the league. All right. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Have a good one, everyone. Something that's probably been on a a BuzzFeed list or some sort of sports website before, but I thought it would be fun for us to do is to look at the 30 teams in the NBA, look at their names, and look at their mascots. And hey, you know what? Say Fuck those things. We're going to throw them out and make new ones. So, we're going to take the 30 teams and make new names and pick new mascots for them as well. All right, Mike. Next one is the Milwaukee Bucks. not exactly fun.
1: Milwaukee, I mean
0: cheese? Milwaukee cheese? <laughs> I lo- I, some reason I think that one's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know why. I think that was so funny and sad. Uh, yeah, I'm a cheese fan. I like the Milwaukee cheese.
2: <laughs> Are we just gonna stick with that then? Is this gonna, this no, is this gonna be it, like...
0: It's like... It's like funny and pathetic. It's like, you can't lose to the cheese. <laughs> like, did we get blown up by the cheese? 40 points to the cheese?
2: 40 points to the cheese. Everybody knows cheese goes bad.
0: And then, like, maybe, like, they're the Milwaukee cheese, but they don't have just one mascot. They have, like three or four and it's different cheeses and they have like this whole like inner like culture where it's like there's cheddar and here's brie and brie thinks he's better than everyone but cheddar uh, like, you
2: know what they should do though and they should section off different parts of the arena so like you know how they have like they'll put up signs for certain players like uh it'll be like harden's heroes like you're in the section of harden's heroes and like KD's defenders or something is just like oh this is like the this is the mozzarella <laughs> and, this is the, <laughs> and this is the and this is the feta section these are the these are the feta fighters and the mozzarella monsters <laughs> and like, I like it. everyone's yeah. got like it's almost like a you go to if you go to a Milwaukee cheese game it's basically <laughs> the basketball version of medieval times and. Yes. <laughs> And everyone's got their fucking cheese. It's a different hat. Like, you know how, like, for, for the Packers, they have, like, just this, the triangular block of cheese. But you go to a Milwaukee cheese game. Oh, man, you get in you're like, man, welcome. Am I? Am I a mozzarella? Am I a marigold? <laughs> like, like, what? Am I? Am, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, like, every player on the Milwaukee cheese gets, like, assigned to a section every night. So, like, Giannis, he's on the Milwaukee cheese. And he's, like... He's on the mozzarella section, so everyone in the mozzarella roots extra hard for more, for for Giannis to have the best game of everyone on the cheese. Because whoever has the best game, like the best line, whoever gets like a triple double,
2: their the section money.
0: wins. Like I don't know, cheese. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, it, yeah they, win,
2: they win. more cheese. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I do. I think that's awesome. I think it has, it, dude. M- medieval Milwaukee I love it like, It's just Medieval times think, Meets
0: the NBA This is with the, the this, this, is, this is definitely The one I'm keeping For the, the post credit This
2: is great uh, Dude I love it too Cause like all All like the Like concession stands Are just So like Flooded with Cheese menu <laughs> items That it's like If you're like Can I just get like a can i just get like a burger like you can but like it, it's gotta have cheese on it like what, could, like what kind of cheese like i don't want cheese on it <laughs> sorry we only sell our burgers with cheese sorry it's so, like can i have fries yes what kind of cheese would you like on that and we're like wait dude why do I, why can i have a coke what
0: kind of
2: cheese <laughs> what kind of cheese would you like with your coke <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah bro milwaukee cheese versus uh the chicago deep dish
0: in the oh, same man.
2: in the same division
0: oh, bro what a bro.
2: battle
0: what? I I'd, I'd get like season tickets to both teams I just oh, gain no. 100 pounds
2: bro you ain't cheesing you ain't pleasing baby let's go <laughs> Milwaukee cheese
0: <laughs> Milwaukee cheese I love it because it sounds like the Miami Heat but it's like way worse Milwaukee <laughs> cheese I don't know it's San Antonio San Antonio Tim Duncan's. I don't know <laughs>
1: the coyotes.
2: I, honestly, I I actually think like the Spurs is kind of a good name if they're just like mascot was just a giant boot, <laughs> but he's not.
0: Yeah, like a boot. They have it as a coyote, right? But it should be a boot.
2: Yeah, just be a boot. But like maybe if they were just like the San Antonio, like if they were just the boots now and they weren't the Spurs, they were just
0: the boots. <laughs> they're
2: just like the San Antonio, San Antonio. boots.
0: And you hear the spur yeah. coming when the game starts. Like the lights go off and it's like, "Are you ready?" Yeah. Chills. Meow <laughs>
1: meow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here come your San Antonio boots. And then they all come out and they're like running to the court and they're wearing like boots. Well, they take them off before the game, but they wear the boots to come in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna beat you, Lakers. Let's go.
0: I'm gonna beat
2: you. I love it. They're the San Antonio boots.